<clears throat> Morning, church. How's everybody doing? Good. Uh, thanks for being here today. Today I want to talk to you um, about a tape measure. You know, tape measures are pretty handy tools. They're nice to have. If you need to cut something to length, you just pull out a tape measure and, and then you cut. If you want to watch your children grow, you can take a tape measure and um, mark that on um, the door frame or whatever. When building the house, almost every contractor uses a tape measure. Here's the thing about tape measures. They're universal. Here's what I mean. They're universal. Uh, whether I'm building a house in Texas or New York, the tape measure used is universal. So one inch in Texas is one inch in California and a 10-foot ceiling in Colorado is a 10-foot ceiling in Oklahoma. Square footage in Michigan is the same square footage in Florida. Tape measure, the standard of measure is the same. We understand standard of measure. If the banker gives someone else a low interest rate on a, on a loan, you'd like the banker to use the same standard of measure with you and give you the same rate on the loan. If the teacher is grading something a certain way, you'd like the teacher to use the same standard of measure um, with all the students. If you're driving down the highway and the highway patrol pulls someone else over and lets them off, you want them to use the same standard of measure, hypothetically, <laughs> if you happen to be driving fast. I think you understand the same standard of measure. We begin a new series today. I'm calling it Favorite Bible Stories. Everyone has a favorite. If I said, what's your favorite kind of pizza, you'd tell me the flavor. What's your favorite restaurant? You probably have a favorite restaurant. What's your favorite Bible story? I've got five or six that I want to share with you. Maybe a Bible class teacher really drove home a story and it just stuck with you all these years. Maybe you learned a story, a Bible story, during a, a difficult time in your life and it just stuck with you. But I want to share some of my favorite Bible stories. This one begins right here. Jesus said to the crowd, Consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Interesting to me that Jesus, a carpenter, is talking about metrics, the Greek word, is talking about a standard of measure. Now, here's the context. I want to stay in context. Jesus is talking this way. He said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, maybe you know this parable, some fell on the path and some fell on rocky places, some fell among thorns, still other seed fell on good soil. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's the context in Mark 4. And then in Mark 4 he says, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Interesting. We can say that a number of ways that you would understand. The same measure, you reap what you sow. So, if you sow corn, you're going to reap corn. If you want to sow apples, you're going to reap apples. If you want to sow weed, if you want to sow kindness, if you want to sow forgiveness, if you want to sow love, if you want to sow in small amounts, if you want to sow in large amounts, the same measure you use will be measured to you. In fact, in this same context, in Mark 4, Jesus tells other parables. 
There's the parable of the growing seed. There's the parable of the mustard seed. Same principle. The same measure you use, you reap what you sow. Here's what Jesus says in Luke 6. He says, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it'll be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So, if you're a judgmental person, expect judgment to come back to you. The same measure you use. If you're a condemning person, expect condemnation to come back to you the same measure that you use. If you're a forgiving person, expect people to be forgiving with you the same measure. I like this translation from the message. The measure you use for others is the measure God will use with you. Interesting. So, Jesus uses this same language in the Sermon on the Mount. We say that This may be some of Jesus' first sermons, His first discourse. And in Matthew 7, Jesus says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Jesus says it this way in chapter 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Another translation, treat other people with the same standard of measurement you want them to use with you. So when you pull out your tape measure and you measure other people to see if they measure up, the same measure you use will be used to you. So again, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, the same measure that you use. You reap what you sow. So let me illustrate um, in additional ways. Maybe you remember the parable of the unforgiving servant or the unmerciful servant. Here's how that parable begins. Before that parable, here's what triggered the parable. So, Peter comes to Jesus and says, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Is seven times enough? And Jesus said, not seven, but 77 times. Perhaps a better question would be, how many times do you want someone to forgive you? Because the same measure you use will be measured to you. And then Jesus went right into a parable. It's in Matthew 18, the parable of the unmerciful servant. So, just to let you know, a king was settling accounts with his servants, and he called one servant in, and the servant was not able to pay. And he fell to his knees, and he begged for mercy. And the king didn't make him pay. He owed a lot of money, and the king didn't make him pay because he showed him mercy. And then this same servant went out and found a servant who owed him, him money much, much, much less. And this servant said, I can't pay. But he didn't show any mercy. He refused to forgive and refused to show him mercy. The master found out and called the first servant back in and said, Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant. Shouldn't you have used the same standard of measure that I used with you? And then Jesus closes this parable this way. He says, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. The same standard of measure you use, God's going to use with you. 
Interesting. Jesus even taught this in what we call the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts in the same measure we have forgiven our debtors. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. The same measure. Do we want people to show us kindness? Then we need to show people kindness. If we want people to be friendly to us, we should be friendly to them. If we want God to forgive us, we need to forgive others. Those of you who walk around grumpy and frumpy and bitter, is it any wonder that people treat you the same way? The same measure. Here's how Paul says it. We've referred to this. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. I've always liked the way that Jack Exum explains the same measure principle. He said, whatever measure you use, God uses the same measure. So if you want God to bless your life, you get to determine the level of blessing. Here's how Jack Exum would explain it. If you use a small spoon in what you give to God, however you want to define what you give to God, whether it's your money or your time or your talent, if you use a spoon to give to God, God says, I want to use the same measure. Let me borrow your spoon and He'll bless you the same way that you give to Him. If you use an ice scoop to give to God, God says, let me borrow your ice scoop. If you use a shovel to give to God, God says, the same measure you use, let me use, um, let me borrow your shovel. I've always loved this picture. If you want to use a big, huge front-end loader and give to God, God says, let me behind the wheel and I'm going to use the same measure. Think about that. Why would we expect God to bless us when we've not given anything to Him in the first place? Why would we expect God to bless us in a big way when we only give to Him in a small way? For with the same measure you use, it'll be measured to you. You reap what you sow. Now, let me continue to show you what the, the same measure looks like in your life. In Malachi 3, you're under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. Might be the only time God ever uses that terminology. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Now, surely you know everything that we have comes from God. Everything we have comes from God. A hundred percent of what we have comes from God. It all belongs to Him. The cattle on a thousand hills, the psalmist writes, it all belongs to Him. And all He asks in return is that we tithe, that we don't rob Him, that we give back 10% of His money, give back 10% of His money in return. And here's what He says in Malachi 3, if the measure you give God is 10%, he says, you need to watch out. You need to step back. I'm going to open the floodgates of heaven and just, just drop blessings on you. 
Now, if you want God to bless your life, as Jack Exum would say, if you want to use a spoon, God says, let me use a spoon. If you want to use an ice scoop, God says, let me use an ice scoop. If you want to use a bigger shovel, God says, let me use a shovel. If you want to use a front-end loader, you can use a front-end loader. But if you want God to open the floodgates of blessing in your life, God says, just tithe. Just tithe. Now, the same measure you use will be measured to you. Now, if you're thinking, I knew Richie would fit in one more lesson on money. (laughs) I want you to know how blessed you are. Because I've always wanted to talk about money at least once a year. And I haven't done that in about four years. So I'm catching up. Listen, folks, this, this isn't a sermon on money. This is a sermon on how much do you want God to bless your life. Because the same measure you use will be the level of blessing measured to you. If you think this is a lesson on money, then let me say this. In the United States, people give on average 2.5% to charities, 2.5% to church. The money that we receive every Sunday represents 2.5% of your blessings. 2.5%. The church budget is a million dollars. Our church, our budget is right at a million dollars, which represents 2.5% of how God has blessed your life. People often say, how come we don't do, and they list all of these other ministries. We do the amount of ministry that you give. We're not going to spend more money. So, if everybody were to tithe, not 2.5%, four times that amount would be 10%. If everybody tithed, our budget wouldn't be a million, it'd be four times, it'd be four million dollars. We'd have another three million dollars. Now, I'm not going to talk about money anymore in the next several weeks. Haven't talked about money for several years, but... $1 million represents 2.5% giving. $1 million, you've you've heard the 20-80-80-20 principle, 20% of this audience gives 80% of the money for our our building, our, our, our budget. So if you're wondering, why don't we do more ministry? We do what you give us. But listen, seriously. Seriously, I don't want you to hear this be about money. I really don't. I want this to be, I want you to hear that this is about God blessing your life. And the Bible says, if you want God to open the floodgates of heaven and flood you with blessings, then give back to Him a a percentage of what He's already blessed you with. God wants to know, are you trusting your money or are you trusting me? If you're trusting your money, you keep it. If you're trusting God, you give back to Him. The same measure that you use will be measured to you. Now, let me wrap this up. Let me give you some ways for you to be a blessing. Some ways for you to receive blessings in your life. So try a couple of things. Let me give you some very practical things. Number one, um, maybe you've been standing behind someone in line or, or you're behind someone at a store or someone at the post office, someone at a restaurant, 
And there, you're observing, they're just giving the person on the other side some serious grief. I mean, they're just letting them have it. So that when you get up, you tell the person that just got reamed, you can tell they're drained. Try this out. Instead of being a negative person, be a positive person and say, how's your day going? I'm really sorry about the person that was in front of me. I just want you to know I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you working. I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. I all but promise you a smile will come on their face and they're going to treat you way better than they treated the person in front of you. Try that. The same measure you use will be measured back to you. So it all starts with you. So if you want people to forgive you, be more forgiving. If you want people to be generous with you, be more gracious. I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes we can all be a little judgmental, hypocritical, harsh, unforgiving, crabby, rude, cranky. Is it any wonder that people treat you that way? So, the same measure you use. Let me be even more practical. Consider your marriage. Well, Richie, now you're just meddling. If you're wondering why your spouse is not treating you the way you want to be treated, look in the mirror. Chances are, the same measure you are using is getting measured back to you. Interesting. Consider your children. Richie, you're really meddling. If you're wondering why your children snap at you and are harsh with you, then look in the mirror mirror because maybe that's how you're treating your kids. Consider your job. If you're wondering why people at work don't like you, talk badly about you, or are unfriendly towards you, then look in the mirror because chances are the same measure that you are using is being measured back to you. You reap what you sow. Young people, (laughs) you thought I was going to leave you all out. If you're wondering why your parents seem so short with you or harsh with you, maybe you're not so great to live with sometimes. Just parents, did you hear the first part about the parents? I started with the parents, so don't say, yeah, that's right. And when it comes to your relationship with God, When it comes to the blessings that God sends your way. If you have found yourself saying at one time, I never see any blessings from God. He never sends anything my way. It's like the people that will leave this building and say, I just didn't get anything out of worship today. Maybe it's because you didn't give anything to worship today. You reap what you sow. The same measure. Again, God says, test me in this. Give it a try. I mean, just try it. Just try it for one month. Give 10% to God. You decide, okay? You give whatever you want to give. But if you want to give God 10%, a month from now, I want you to tell me if God blessed your life. If God blessed your life more than He's been blessing your life. If the floodgates opened and He blessed your life. Because the same measure you use will be measured to you. Let's pray.